This is episode six of my virtual diary series. So I know it's been a couple of days. This is being filmed on the 8th. So technically we would have been seven episodes in at this point. It would have been a week. Um, but that's okay because sometimes we just need a break. And I think my goal to do one every day, I just kind of wasn't being realistic because again, topics like what can we talk about? Um, but today's going to be a little long because I haven't talked to you guys in a couple days. I feel like a lot of stuff has happened and we're going to get a little personal today. So I'm going to go into the personal stuff first and hopefully try to break this up in little bite-sized pieces so it's not just me rambling forever. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, so let's get into it. So I gave you, have given you guys some of my background previously. You know that I'm in a relationship, right? Yes, because of the finance episode. Sorry, um, I might be a little rambly tonight. I, there's a lot to digest and a lot to process. Um, if you hear this version, great. I may end up scrapping it, um, but we'll see. We'll see how my mood is. But, so I've given you my age, I've given you my uh, name, um, but I'm going to talk about work, because why not? We're getting a little personal, it'll all tie in together, um, but I have been a hairdresser for about six years now. Um, I've been doing it basically since I got out of high school, um, and it was great. I loved it. I still love it. Um, I actually have been working on a project um, besides this podcast um, for my work because I think I found something that's missing. And I'm not going to dive into it because I just I want to keep it a secret because it still isn't ready to be launched yet. But it's so close. We're getting so close, guys. Um, and... I worked at a corporate salon for about four years, and then I went into an independent salon, and I've been at this independent salon for over a year now, and something big just happened, guys. Um, I left. Uh, I left to follow my coworker, um... And I know that's a lot. It's a lot for me to process right now. But like my boyfriend told me earlier, sometimes you just need a leap of faith. And don't worry, guys, I have backup plans upon backup plans. I know a lot of people would say in order for plan A to succeed, you can't have a plan B. It's a do or die, right? Well, I'm still living by that rule of do or die. Um, but for me, I I personally need a backup plan because if I don't, my my emotions and my anxiety anxiety gets the best of me. Um, so it's just kind of ironic with everything because I've been talking about change and embracing change, and who knew that by the end of the week of talking about change that my whole work life and life in general would be flipped upside down, right? Like, this is crazy. There's so much stuff I have to do tomorrow. 
I'm going to try not to because I, after the couple of days I've had, I feel like I've been so busy that I just, I need a day to just process and unwind, I think. But the reason why I'm recording this episode now is because I kind of do want my raw emotion in it because I noticed when I was listening to these, because I do listen to these podcasts, I know that sounds weird, but with it being my diary, basically, I listen to them because to me, it doesn't sound like me, and so it sounds like I'm listening to somebody else, but also because I'm recording these episodes myself, there's a different level there. You might hear my babies. One of them's about to jump in my lap. Come on. Um, Hopefully she won't be too much. Um, But I listen to them because I want to hear how I sound one. But when you're recording yourself doing these podcasts, you're kind of having a one-way conversation with yourself. Versus when you're listening to them, you're not talking. You're just listening, right? And it's a different kind of process. So in because my brain works going like 95 miles a minute or 100 miles a minute or however you want to phrase it, because my mind goes like that, I find myself... You can probably hear my baby girl. This is my baby kitty. You can probably hear her purr. If not, I'm sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. But needless to say, my mind, I'm thinking about 10,000 things at one point in time. Literally, that's how my brain works. I guess you would call it hypertension. Um, I've been that way, though, since I was a little kid, so I couldn't tell you. It's At this point, it's been... Oh, hi, baby. Um, it's been my whole life. Um, but anyway... I just find it very, like, with listening to my podcast, how I felt like I maybe didn't fully explain everything. And I also say that because I did get some feedback from my mom, because my mom listens to these podcasts. So shout out to mom. I love you. Um, And she told me something where she was kind of a little bit, she wasn't worried. She was just unsure because she felt like she didn't get enough information but then when we had a conversation about it she was like oh I totally get it now and that kind of made me have a light bulb moment thinking like this is my virtual diaries right this should be a little raw I know that people are listening but that are a part of my inner circle but this you know Like, this is supposed to be raw because this is something I want to share with future kids, maybe, when they're going through a rough time or going through something. And now that I have this to look back onto, I can just be like, here, here's what I talked about when I was your age and this happened. And I love that idea. So... I Going back to work, that's what I've been thinking about all day. This was a very tough decision to do. Um, ultimately, though, the pros outweighed the cons for leaving. Or in this scenario and how I chose to leave, there was just too many cons to staying. 
And this is not something I didn't plan out because I have been raised that you just don't leave a job. You can't do that. You're not supposed to do that. You have to have a plan B, right? That was what I grew up on. That's what I was kind of instilled with from family members and, you know, parents. And with all of that, I've been thinking about leaving since before quarantine and COVID. And it it took me a long time to realize I was done with all of that. Um, and basically, I finally got the opportunity, and it was right in front of my face, and I've been so anxious about finally doing it and pulling the plug. And right now, I'm still in a state of, like, kind of shock. Like, did I just do that? Um, as you guys know, I was on vacation this week. Now I'm not going back to work. Like, what? Um, I'm not... I do have plans. I have so many plans, and I'm super excited for them. And I hope you guys enjoy them as much as I do because I have a feeling I'm going to talk about them a little bit more once things start get getting going a little bit better and I just want to say guys like follow what your tuition do it don't feel like you're ever stuck somewhere because that's how I felt you know with cosmetology being a hairdresser there's a lot of people that rely on you right your clients, your boss, your coworkers, especially if it's not a booth rental place. There's a lot of people that rely on you. And that puts a lot of pressure. And I've always been told, you know, you got to do what's best for you. And I've never realized what that meant. Right? Because I was doing stuff for me, but because I thought about it so many times, the stuff for me would, like, never happen, right? It would just be this idea that I would never follow through with. And, like, I don't really know what else to say about that. Like, that's just how I was. Oh, jeez. Sorry, guys. Um, We'll take a break here. So I can clear my thoughts up. So just give me a sec. So basically, what I was trying to say was I was told I had to always have a plan B, have a backup plan. What if this doesn't work? What if that doesn't work? Because you have to worry about, you know, not only yourself, but, like, what do you have? Do you have bills you have to pay? Do you have animals? Do you have kids? And I... Sorry if you heard that. That's my phone's going off. Um... If you can't tell, I'm a little distracted. Um, 
I'm trying really hard to stay on the same topic, but like I told you guys earlier, this might be a really little rambly because there's a lot going on in my mind right now. And there's a lot of things, um, especially with just leaving the job. Like there's a lot of things that are still running through my mind and there's sort of some doubt setting in, to be honest, but I know that I'm going to stick to my guns with this one because I've waited too long to say that I'm done. Um, when I worked for the corporation, I was there for four years and that really wasn't by choice. That was because I felt like I had to stay because I had job security there, right? I was going to get benefits and with Obamacare, I was going to be, my benefits were going to be taken away when I was turned 26, right? And I was really worried about that. So I stayed because of benefits. I stayed because I was there for so long. I ended up just gaining like a repertoire, I guess, there. Um, and I left because one, I got asked to, um, but also because when I left, there was so much more positives for working with somebody versus working for a corporation. With a corporation, um, depending on what style of corporation, each corporation is very different. The corporation that I was in, we actually had a set schedule. Um, but because it was also part of a store, we also had to go out and merchandise. Um, so it just, it felt very weird. It was, it was kind of like a sales job, but also being a hairdresser, which hairdressers are, but because I had to work out on the sales floor when we weren't busy, it was like I was doing two jobs for the price of one. And that was one of the many reasons why I left. And I was told by a coworker and my, at the time, manager that um, I was welcome back at any time, um, obviously, because of how long I was there for. But also what they ended up saying was, oh, maybe she'll be back in eight months, is I think what they gave me. And with those kind of things, it's like, watch me, right? I think a lot of people can agree with that, like, watch me mentality. And another reason why I didn't leave sooner is because, like I said, I was worried about where I was going to go. I didn't know how many clients were going to follow me. Um, I didn't know if I was really going to be successful. I was really worried because by this point, after being with this company for so long, my income each year was going up. So I was on the rise. It was slow, but it was happening. And I took a big risk to walk away and try to build that same success somewhere else. And it worked. The opportunity was great. Um, the reason why I went was because one, I knew one of the people who worked there. And also because I was told that because of the person who was running the place, because they were getting close to when they wanted to retire, because if you're familiar with hairdressing at all, I mean, most everybody has a hairdresser, but if you don't, I'm sorry. Um, but basically, us hairdressers, we do a lot to our bodies. 
we go through a lot and there's a lot of pain that can happen with it. And anyway, basically the person who hired me was giving me some of their clients, right? Because they just got to a point where they just had too many people for what their body could physically handle. And so I looked at it as a great opportunity and it was great. I did really good for a little bit. And then it was like Christmas rolled around and it kind of died down. And the same thing, like I, like I said, I've been there for over a year. So this was pre COVID. I noticed these things. It was great for my first ever, like last summer was my first ever summer that like I was able to thoroughly enjoy in like guys like four years because I didn't have clients on the weekends because nobody would call and book, you know, so I didn't have to work and there was so much good change with it, but I slowly started not liking it anymore and it was kind of the same feeling that I was feeling before with working for four years at the other place and right now I'm obviously not going back to the salon I was working at. I'm taking another giant leap of faith and saying, let's do this. Let's be my own boss. Let's figure this out. And no, I'm not opening a salon. I will go into that later on, but we are not talking about that now. You could probably figure it out though, but whatever. Um, but if this last option doesn't work and if I don't find my groove, even though I'm working on a project in the background, the project to me is where I think I can find my groove. It made me more passionate with hair again. And if I can get that to become my true business and become what I want and what I want with hair, I think I'll be super internally happy and I can't wait for it. Um, it's coming. It's in the works. I'm going to be pushing for it to be finished even harder now because now it's like game game on, right? So with all of that, I think my main tangent that I was trying to close or trying to say in the part before this was I've thought about this for a long time. I knew it was the right choice but why was it so hard, basically, right? Why did I give myself so much anxiety? Why did I let myself feel like I could never do this? Why did it take me so long to really do this? Well, like I said earlier, because I knew that I could handle it. With working at Penny's, I knew I could handle it. With doing the leap of faith and going somewhere else, it was like, well, I didn't want to go back to Penny's. Because then it was like, oh, shoot, I just revealed where I worked before. That wasn't supposed to happen. Whatever. Um, <laughs> fuck. Sorry, excuse my language. I'm keeping this because I've talked way too much and I've said so many good things that I don't know if I could go back in time and fix all of this. Um, but with working there before like I took the job security leap of faith with leaving and 
it worked out great in the beginning and then it's like, well, things started to go sour and I noticed it. So it's like, well, I can't go back. I left. I left for a reason. I'm not going to go back to the place that I wasn't happy at just because I know I can. I mean, worst case scenario, okay, I would bite the bullet and do it, you know, because you need a job. But that's not my first option. It was just not happening. So I waited. I waited to see what was going to happen with the new place. I waited to see changes. And then, you know, it was just one thing after another. And right around the time that I was like, I need to leave, COVID happened. Quarantine happened. And during that whole quarantine, I just shut off my work brain. Anything that involved work, I just shut it off. And let me tell you what, most people were in a really bad spot during all of that. But for me, I was so excited. I was absolutely excited. Was I bored? Yes. Did I worry about money? Yes. But was I happy and satisfied enough knowing that I didn't have to go to work? Yes. (laughs) Because when you do this line of work, There is a giant weight above you, right? You have all your clients that rely on you to do their hair and do it good and have the same experience every time, if not better, right? Then you have the people who work with you, who rely on you to help out with tasks throughout the day. You have your boss that relies on you to make sure that you're actually going to be there when you say you're going to be there and that you're not like messing around and Or taking from them, right? So with all of that, I just, because I worked at a corporation before, I think I built up that tolerance that that's just how it works. That's how it will always work. And maybe it was me then trying to tell myself that this wasn't it for me. And during quarantine, I had that whole thought. I was like, I was questioning hair. I was like, is this really something I want to do? You know, like, yes, in high school, it sounded awesome. And I loved the idea of being a hairdresser. And I was actually going to become a nail tech. I mean, yes, with the cosmetology license, I can do nail tech things. But I don't technically have a nail tech license. So therefore, I can't call myself a nail tech. Does that make sense? Anyway, not that you guys care. But, um... I just had a a lot of ambition with it and my plan didn't go according to plan, which again, it's just, I find it so ironic. Day three, I talked about change and all this energy stuff and all these things and literally like less than a week later from day three, I have one of the biggest decisions in my career life to make and I knew I had to make it and I've been thinking about it all day like guys talk about 2020 being a roller coaster like talk about 2020 being a roller coaster but I'm digressing okay so when quarantine happened I felt very free 
there was a lot of things. This is when um, my boyfriend and I, we were living in the smaller town and we were 40 minutes from work. Well, my boyfriend doesn't have his license. I knew that when he moved in, I was like, it'll be okay. We'll make it work because you need a place to be. I want you to live with me. I want this. So I will do whatever it takes. I sacrificed basically. Um, but I wanted to because he deserved it. He deserved all of it. And so I went from my schedule and his schedule to being able to have him home all the time. Um, he works overnights like you guys know, and that makes it hard to spend time together if I'm also constantly working. So it's nice to not have to, like, it was nice not to have to, like, worry about my job anymore and just be like, oh, you're working tonight? Okay. And I would be able to, like, have my jam sessions in the car. There wasn't as many people driving. So I was very grateful. I was grateful for all of that because I know not everybody had the same experiences. And I, like I've said, I think in episode one, I never wanted to wanted to take away from anybody who had something rough during COVID because that it was, it felt bad for everybody. Like I'm glad that I'm grateful for what Ty and I were able to have, but I do truly feel bad for all the other people because no one deserved to have to go through something like that. And yet we all had to. So anyway, I don't want to make this sad, um, but I chose that opportunity to have Tyler live with me, right? And I gave up the drive. So to not have to worry about where he was going to be during quarantine was just very nice. It was nice to just have that load off my shoulder. Um, I tried to stay very active as far as like what I was doing in a day. But let me tell you what, as time went on, I definitely got bored and I had so many things I could have done, but I was like, because I was so bored and I didn't want to do it, I just didn't do it. So now let's go to when reopening happens. So in my state, when the governor reopened, that salons were part of the first phase to reopen. Um, I was not happy. I was not happy whatsoever because... I didn't agree. I felt it was too soon. And coming from a hairdresser, like, I know that it sucks not seeing your clients, especially if it's something that you live for. And I know it's hard when people are like, I need a haircut. I need this. But to be deemed so essential that we had to be the part of the first wave back was beyond crazy for me. Like, in my personal opinion, Places like dentist offices, um, doctor's offices, which I think doctors were open during anyway because they were healthcare, but I digress. I think places like tattoo shops should have been open. Um, and you might be like, well, why tattoo shops? Like, that's kind of like a personal, non-necessary thing. And you're right. But the reason why I say tattoo shops is because they already have very strict guidelines and regulations for that stuff. Like they're supposed to use a sterile needle every time. 
they already have gloves. They already have those precautions to just, so to basically be like, oh, you can just wear a mask and not get anything tattooed on your face or, you know, from the chest up, whatever rule that is set, I don't know. But like, that would have been so easy, right? And so many people would have supported those tattoo artists because let me tell you what, tattoos right now, if you didn't know, they're huge. Um, so many people have tattoos and the ta people who have tattoos want more to tattoos. Hairdressing though, we're cutting your hair. Okay. We may use a sanitary cape. We may have sanitized tools in what we use on the client each and every time, but we are so much more up in your face than what a tattoo artist is, unless you're getting it tattooed on your face or your head at all, you know, like, and for me, coming from someone who enjoys beauty, I really like makeup, I really like nails, like I said earlier, um, for me to say that hairdressing should have been last is a big statement, and the only reason why I say that is because estheticians, nail techs, all of those that are in the same level as cosmetology slash hairdressing slash barbering, they all should have been in the same category. And the fact that it wasn't was kind of like almost like the middle finger to us, or at least to me, because it was like, well, we value our lives more than we value our hairdressers' lives. Because, like, for the client, it's great because they, yes, they needed the outlet. We are known to be little counselors behind the chair, right? And um, I basically... For me, it just felt like I understood why people wanted us back. I understood that. But when you talk about how the spread is super easy and masks are involved and all of this stuff, I was just very anxious. I didn't know how well my salon was actually going to be able to handle the COVID guidelines that we got with reopening. And I was very worried with all of that. I didn't want to deal with any of that. And here I am now feeling like I have to be forced to go back to work, right? Well, I ended up trying to ask and say, voice my option that I didn't feel safe and that I didn't feel comfortable. And it wasn't because I wanted to stay on unemployment. Guys, I was stupid. I only got one check from unemployment. So don't, like, yeah. <laughs> like, it wasn't so I could just stay on unemployment money. Like, no, not at all. I wasn't even collecting properly. Um, so now I have to somehow get in contact with them. But I think I'm, like, way overdue. So it's probably never going to happen. But anyway, I'm going to try. Um... So, I voiced that I wasn't comfortable, and I was told I could get a two-week extension. Well, the two weeks turned into 
not enough time. And then it was, well, if you're super uncomfortable, I can schedule you on days where um, nobody else is in the salon. Okay, cool. Then it was, oh, well, I can have you only work two days a week to start off. And I was like, that's perfect. Let's do two days a week. Because I knew I had clients, but I also know I don't have that many clients that I'm like super busy forever. And I got to a point where I almost left. I almost said, no, I can't. Like, I can't come back. I'm sorry. I'm leaving. And I didn't. And the reasons why I didn't was because my clients, for one, but also because of my coworker. Um, she really tr- was like, just stay, please stay, like, oh, I need you. And it's like, okay, I-, I will stay, but I can't promise anything as far as, like, how long I'm going to be around. And sure enough, after the first three weeks, I was feeling better about being back at work, but... I was really busy for those first three weeks and a lot of stuff happened that I was severely upset about because it just felt like I was being used, right? I haven't worked in so long and now I'm just being used because we're allowed to be back to work and people just wanted money and people just wanted their hair done, but they didn't care enough to really want their hair done. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but because COVID hit everybody really bad especially with quarantine. Um, But to me, I felt like, yes, people needed their hair done, but it was so superficial thing. Like, it's something that you get do to make yourself feel better, right? We put on makeup to help ourselves feel better. We do our nails because it helps us feel better or it matches. It's like an an extra accessory. We do our hair because it makes us feel good. And I get that that can be a very good tool for depression and anxiety and things like that. But to be deemed so essential that we had to come back, especially with a lot of the clients being, you know, older. I have a lot of older clients. They're not going to want to come in. Um, and I ended up, when I started back, I ended up having more new clients than I've had ever. And my clients weren't even the first clients back. Like I had to add a day onto my schedule just to fit my actual clients in because of all of this. And I can tell you right now, I was not happy. And I stayed because, you know, I got convinced to stay. And things started to change. Things were kind of looking out a little bit, but they weren't at the same time. And then at the end of June, you know, I moved here, which was exciting. I was so happy to be down here, to be only two minutes away from my job. Like, that was just amazing. It was the best feeling ever. And I'm still, I'm still so happy to be here. Like, I don't think I'll be over being here for a long time. And then now to start a podcast when I got a vacation and to talk about change and embracing change and just letting it happen 
and how you have to be okay with it and roll with it. And for it to happen again with this, it's just like, wow, 2020 has been the year of change for me. A lot of changes happen. And some of those changes happened all over the world. And for me to, you know, move here, come up with a new business idea to create the friends I've created and the relationships I've created to make it feel like I have an extension of my family here and to finally get pushed to do this podcast and then talk about change and talk about all these things that spiritually have changed and whatever and to have this like it blows my mind so all day today I was just in the mindset of okay what just happened do I really want to leave is this my opportunity is this the window is this the door is this the sign however you want to phrase it is this the thing that tells me this is your chance and based when I talked about it with my mom all day we went to the beach today um yes we followed guidelines um and like I've said before I've seen my certain family members all through this COVID all through quarantine it's okay I'm being safe I promise um but I talked with her about it for most of the day and um I felt bad because I felt like I took away from beach day but I still enjoyed being at the beach. There was something calming about hearing the waves in the background and being close to the water and also going in the water. There was just something really nice about it. And with talking with my mom, my mom said a very true thing. It sounds like you already know your answer. And I kind of was like, you're not wrong. You're exactly right, but I can't, like, I was like, I can't, I just can't, like, there's so many things I have to think about, and so I ended up talking with my boyfriend, and I think I mentioned this earlier, but he said, sometimes you have to take a leap of faith, and I will support you in everything that you choose to do, and I just, I'm hoping it pays off, I know it will pay off. But this right now, this moment of like not knowing what's really going to happen and already being done with the place you were, like, it's very overwhelming. Um, what made it worse was I'm the type of person that if I leave, I can't contact, I can't see the person that I have to tell these things to. It's not that I'm terrified of leaving, but it is especially in the hair world. Hair world is known to be cut through sometimes. And if you leave in a bad way, well, that's what's going to happen, right? And for me, it was just like, I just didn't know what I could do. I just didn't know what it was possible. So when I got home, my stomach was in a knot. And I was just like, babe, will you come with me? meaning my boyfriend, and he goes, yeah, so we go in, we get all my stuff, we get out, I put the keys in an envelope, I put them back through the mail slot, and that was that, and 
I ended up texting, which isn't the most professional thing, but I look at it as like kind of sending an email. Um, because in the hair world, it is, it is professional, but when you work at certain places, it's also a sense of casualness with it too. And that's kind of what I had. Um, and after that all happened, I felt like a release of anxiety, but my anxiety also got heightened because I finally made whatever I was feeling a reality. And it's terrifying. For me, it's terrifying. I don't know why. I can't even take my own advice of just embracing the change. But I mean, I guess I am because like, what else do I have to do? I've already done the thing that made the change happen. So like, I guess I have to roll with it now, right? <laughs> um, but that's basically what's going on in my life currently. I felt really bad about not making an episode yesterday. Um, cause this technically would have been episode seven. Um, but I realized that it doesn't have to be daily sometimes to really figure out what you're going to write in your journal or what you're going to say in your virtual diary series, <laughs> me, <laughs> you have to have some things happen in your life first before you can document them. Right. And that's where I am right now. I needed yesterday and today to just have things happen to get those topics that I was going to talk about. Cause let me tell you what the topic I was going to try to talk about was cancel culture and I wasn't getting anywhere. My recordings were all over the place. So maybe one day we'll dabble into that again if I can finally figure out how I want to talk about it. But I knew that with my mom telling me, hey, you know, it's your virtual diary series. And I was still confused because you didn't explain everything properly. I feel like I needed to be this way for make this to make this possible, right? So with all of that being said, I think I'm going to end it here. Um, I don't know if there will be a song of the day today. If I was going to do a song of the day, I guess it's a great day to be alive again. Because that song, when you think about change, that's the song that makes you realize that it's okay. Like I talked about it, you know, on podcast four, day four, about when we had our financial talk. That was the song of the day then. And that song has basically have become the song for change. And the song that is just like, you know what? It is a great day to be alive. And I may be terrified, but I just have to live every day, right? I have to live in the moment. I have a sign that's above my um, door that leaves my apartment. And it says, literally, it says, live in the moment. And I don't think I've listened to it too much. But it seems like now it's finally sinking in. Like, I got to live in the moment. I got to take the opportunity as it comes and know that there is a plan and 
hope that everything good that I put out into the world is making its way back because when I told mom that I was super excited to be in this apartment, she said, it's a blessing. And I never really looked at it like that. And now I feel like I'm beginning to realize like once you take an opportunity and it does work out for the good, it is a blessing. It is a blessing. And you need to count those blessings. You need to find those things that you're grateful for. You need to find those positive moments, right? And without, I guess, with that being said, there's nothing else I really can talk about. Um, like I said, song of the day, it would be the same song that was in song four. And if you haven't listened to it and made it your anthem yet, you got to. It's a great day to be alive by Travis Tritt. Go look it up. Do it. I know you want to, especially if you haven't listened to it yet. Yes, it's a country song, but guess what? It puts you in a good mood. And if I take it as the song that reminds me to be like, hey, it's a great day. No matter what goes on, it's a great day because you're still here. The sun is still shining. And we all have those moments where we think it's just not that nothing's good. And if there's a song to keep us in a happy mindset and that know that we're still here, we still have blessings, we still have things to be grateful for, and all that. Keep the positivity. Keep it going. You have to. To get through 2020, you have to find your blessings and your positives. And I think, if anything, 2020 has shown all of us that we do need to take our blessings and be grateful for the things that we have because 2020 has showed us that it can all change very quickly and drastically and we're not ready for it. But I'm going to end it here. Thank you guys for listening. Um, hopefully I can have an episode for you guys again tomorrow. Um, this episode actually may be posted the day after I'm fil- uh, recording it currently. I think I mentioned that today is the 8th. Um, it's 10.55 right now. So I don't see why I couldn't get this episode out, but I think I might wait until tomorrow to post it because I might do like a little post blurb where it's like, okay, this is me in post. I mentioned I needed to mention this. I highly doubt it, but you never know. Anyway, I'm rambling now, so I'm just going to leave because this is this is what happens. I ramble. Um, keep the positive energy, guys. And thank you so much for listening to this whole thing. And I will see you in the next episode of my virtual diary series. Have a good one. Bye, guys.